0: Welcome, everyone, to this edition of the Inspiring You Leadership Podcast. Today, we are thrilled to have Elise Scalin with us. She is the owner of Own It, founder and CEO, and an inner energy coach and podcaster. So today, we've invited her to come to share with us her journey and also all of the wonderful things that she has learned along the way. So welcome, Elise. So nice to have you. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you so
1: much for having me here, Nancy. I'm so happy to be here.
0: So maybe we can just start with you giving us an overview of your roles, what you've done, um, and where you're at today, and kind of what an interesting background you've had. So I'm excited for you to share it with the listeners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned in the beginning, um, I am an inner energy coach, mentor, whatever you want to call it. Um, and really what I do, people are like, what is an what is an ownership coach? What is an inner energy coach? Um, what that means is that, um, I work with people who were born to be successful. Um, oftentimes if you're born to be successful, you know that you're one of those people and success doesn't just happen once in your lifetime. You achieve success and then you want to move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Um, And the excitement is in that chase and that building to whatever that next version of success looks like for you. It's always tweaking, changing, but um, it's a lifelong journey. Now, what we often find is in that process, success can come at a cost. And it oftentimes it does. So there's some sort of burnout that happens, breakdown that happens. You know, we've we've seen Oprah with weight issues, we've seen Jeff Bezos going through his recent divorce. The list goes on, right? And this happens with the oftentimes with these people who are born to be successful is they're really strong in the success-driven parts of their life, but then there's other parts of their their lives that fall by the wayside. And so what we help people do through own it. Mm -hmm. is to figure out how to own all areas of their lives to make sure that that success is not single it's it's not it's not binary it it is able to encompass all these things in which we call the eight controllables that includes uh, things like sleep um nutrition movement uh mindset self-care environment immune function the, the list goes on Um, and so what we, what we really do is help people figure out what their own personal recipe is to find success in that. Um, my partner, Justin, he focuses on more of the physical components. He's what we call an outer energy coach. Mm -hmm. And I focus on more of the mindset, self-care environment components, which is what we call the inner energy mentor. So that's kind of the difference between the two, but everybody has their own personal personalized recipe of what that looks like. No person's path to success is the same um and so we really work with people to figure out what what that looks like for
0: them that is so cool what a great way to spend your time and your energy helping others find this for themselves is it was it because you had some personal experience with this or what drew you to um really build this business and really understand how to help you know people who are successful get this balanced approach to their life
1: yeah that's a great question so Um, I was somebody who liked to believe I owned it (laughs) in my prior life, but when I step back and look at it, um, there were really some key ingredients missing. So, uh, you know, I, since the age of 13, I knew I wanted to be in New York city working in the fashion industry. I ultimately got there. I got there quite quickly, right after I graduated college, I moved right to New York city, um, and started working for um, fashion company American Eagle. Um, from there, I moved over to Guilt Group. Guilt Group was a really, really cool job. It was like at, at the time that I was working there, it was like the Google of fashion. Cool. Really forward-thinking, very tech-driven, um, very entrepreneurial. And then most recently, before I stepped out um, on my own with with my partner and fiance Justin. Um, I was at Christian Louboutin, um, and that was kind of like the pinnacle of my career. That was what I had always wanted. I was working in luxury at quite arguably the best shoe brand out there. Um, I was, I had made it all the way up to an executive level, um, at the company. I had the dreamiest travel schedule ever. I mean, I was going to Paris every other month. I was traveling to Hawaii and California and Texas and Florida and going to all these, to Brazil going to all of these amazing amazing cities and it was international and it was when when we when we watch tv and we think about like the perfect fashion job this yeah. was it this yeah. was absolutely it and there was nothing I could, I I had no complaints. The people I worked with were so amazing. So vulnerable, authentic, real, like there was that piece of it as well.
0: Wow. And so yeah.
1: oftentimes people say to me, well, what what was missing? Like you were living in the city you wanted, you had the career that you wanted. What was missing is I woke up every day with this thing in the back of my head saying, there's more out there. Mm -hmm. There's, there's more. I ignored it for I would say the better part of 3 to 4 years where I had this this itching feeling because my situation was so amazing. Yeah. Um and I was just kind of reveling in that and enjoying the moment um but then it got to a point where I was like okay I, t- time to get serious. Mm-hmm. Um I went through a pretty rigorous training program um on human behavior it was almost like a masters and I I kind of got to a point where I was like you know what I have accomplished everything that I want to in this fashion world, in this retail world. Like I could keep going. I could be CEO president of one of these companies. Great. But it's ultimately not, it wasn't in alignment with my purpose. Mm -hmm. So I spent the better part of a year getting really, really focused and, and, and a lot more clarity on what my purpose was. Mm -hmm. And once I realized it was to be a vessel for those who were born to be successful and to be almost like a guide to those people. Um, I, I kind of have found my way and now it's as if I, I don't work a a day in my life and I'm just living much more in alignment with my purpose and I'm able to now own every other area of my life as a result.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. I got chills as you were talking. First of all, (laughs) I got chills because I would love to see your closet because I imagine you have an amazing closet. So that's exciting. Just (laughs) that you had that career and you grew through and and you got to executive ranks. But what I love the most, what you're saying is how you just followed your, um, your gut and your intuition and you've created this life out of the things that you knew were your purpose. And most of us have that knowing and we don't action it. So I think that's a wonderful, um, inspirational story for people to hear that you've created this life out of the things that you believe so strongly in and also guiding others to have this kind of life for themselves. So I think that's just so, um, so amazing. So, um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? And when you say,
1: you know, when you when you say I followed my gut and my intuition, it's it's interesting you say that because when I started on this awareness work, on this consciousness work of what is my purpose? What is my passion? How do I live in alignment with it? I didn't think I had intuition. I didn't think I had a formulated gut. (laughs) I had to spend a good six months figuring out what it felt like to listen to my intuition Mm -hmm. and ultimately it got me to the the place of leaving my, my old job and being where I'm at today. But it, Mm -hmm. it, I was, I was so ruled by what the world was telling me to do, what success looked like instead of what Elise wanted and what was what what really
0: motivates and drives the least amazing yeah and i think it's interesting because a lot of us um don't take the time to do that right and that um that voice that your gut is telling you that intuition that you have is really the powerful thing that helps us all to figure out what is most meaningful for us you know how do we want to live the life that's suited for our best goals and um, and what we want to get at, what's the legacy we want to leave, all those things. So I think it's amazing that you took the time to do that. And uh, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of inner work. So I guess that's why you are an inner energy coach, because you know how (laughs) to get us there. So that's, that's amazing. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, um, as you were progressing in your career and over the years, and as you started to get closer to this inner voice of what you were doing, what are some of the things that really helped you? What did you learn along the way? What were some of your experiences that helped you as you were sort of guiding yourself towards this purpose?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, um one of the things that I realized and I kind of mentioned it at the the end the end of the last question is that I was realizing I was succumbing to what the world was telling me success looked like as opposed to creating my own version of success and here's what I mean by that. Um I was I had everything on paper. I had everything that externally is deemed as successful. So I had the salary, six-figure salary. I owned the apartment in downtown Manhattan. I had the title. I had the luxury company on my resume. I had the perfect boyfriend who worked, who had a job in the NHL. He had a really sexy career as well. Seemed like we were a power couple. Um, you know, I had the in, an amazing social group. Um, I, I had everything. But again, I woke up every morning with that little thing saying something's off something's not right Mm -hmm. and like i said i quieted it for so long Mm -hmm. and once i started to listen to it i realized one of the biggest shifts that i made was what my idea of strength was Mm -hmm. so when i was looking at it from what i call an externally or a fear-based driven value system strength is somebody who doesn't show their emotions strength is somebody who has a different personality at work than they do in their personal life Strength is somebody who puts, up, who puts up a front and doesn't let people in. Strength is somebody who can really hold people accountable and at times even be really tough on people. Um, strength is some of these more stereotypical ideas of what we consider strength to be. Now, as I started to really get to know myself and shift to what I consider or what I call a conscious-based value system in which I get to choose my values, I get to choose what's important to me, I started to to shift and see strength completely differently. I started to define strength as vulnerability. I started to define strength as somebody who is myself and brings my best self to work Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. I'm somebody who, even though it's a really, really tough decision and choice, and I have to leave a lot of people who I was seeing every day, who I have a lot of love and care for, my previous colleagues i had to leave them to go on this this other journey mm-hmm. right in 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 pursuit of finding myself mm-hmm. and that was strength mm-hmm. making that type of shift making that type of change right that that was something that that i came to define as bold and strong and so as i started to see myself in alignment with this new version of strength i've started to to come into myself and act more like myself and be the Elise who was always meant to
0: be here. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. But along the way, there's probably been, I'm sure there were times where you were questioning yourself, like, you know, how is this, you know, what am I doing? Is this really, you know, where I need to go? And, you know, I've made so much change. Is this, you know, where am I going to get to? I'm sure you had some questions along the way. More than
1: questions, a lot (laughs) of doubts, a lot of fears. And that's part of the human experience, right? I would be, basically inhuman if I didn't have those, there was one that snuck up on me, totally caught me by surprise. So um, I gave myself a lot of time to transition. I had made the decision that I was going to leave probably about 12 months before I actually did, and I gave them seven months' notice. So I was working at the company for seven months while they knew I was transitioning out. They were amazing. They were very, very flexible. They knew I had another job. Um, we kind of worked around each other's schedules. So by the time I actually left the company, I thought I had everything ready. Like I I knew I knew what um uh, working in the new the new business was gonna be like, I knew what being an entrepreneur was gonna be like. I thought I was gonna I, I had allowed myself so much transition time that by the time the shift actually came and I was no longer working in the corporate environment, that it would be an easy transition. Boy was I wrong. <laughs> I, and like I said, it totally caught me off guard. I was so, I felt so ready for it. Mm-hmm. First couple of weeks were okay. And then the thing that was really interesting mm-hmm. was almost around the, there's these fear, these fears started creeping up around my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed myself acting differently than I would have with, than, than I would have in my previous job. I had all the confidence in the world in my previous job because I had spent 15 years building up that version of myself. Now I'm over here on the other side, living in entrepreneurial Elise world. Mm-hmm. And I felt as if the rug was totally pulled out from under me and I was acting as if I had no confidence. Mm-hmm. I would go into um, meetings with CEOs and CFOs and these other entrepreneurs. I would be coaching really high level people and Again, I would resort back to my old version of strength, right? I wouldn't let people see how I was actually feeling, mm-hmm. but underneath it all, I was feeling really, really not sure about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, then comes the work, then comes the the self-discovery, figuring out what's really going on. And What I came to learn was I thought there had to be a pure divide in the corporate me and the entrepreneurial me, mm-hmm. and that I was leaving behind a big part of me and stepping into this new thing what i realized is i can actually bring with me all of these things that i really loved about myself i don't have to leave that all behind mm-hmm. i bring all those things and i they help shape who i am in this new version of myself mm-hmm. right it's not like at least 1.0 and at least 2.0 it's there's a lot of gray in there and there's a lot of a lot of change that happens and once i started to tap into those things and say, you know what, I really loved how I handled those situations in this corporate environment, this one, this one, this one, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring that over and mm-hmm. use that. And I started to do that more often and more often if I was in a situation, how would I, how would I have handled this at Louboutin? Mm-hmm. It really allowed me to, to get back a lot of that confidence.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. That's transformative. That would just take time and yeah. definitely um giving yourself that chance to explore and listen to you know what it is that feels right for you. So that's really that's really really amazing. So what would you say to someone who is listening to you talk right now and knows that they have this work to do for themselves but they're scared? What would you say to someone like that or what advice would you give them?
1: We're all scared. It's it's a part of the experience. It's actually a good thing that we're that you're scared. Because if you're scared it means you have awareness. It means that you're tuned in to the idea that something isn't completely in alignment with your current situation. And so if you have fear and fear about stepping into something that's different, use it to your strength because mm-hmm. that fear is ultimately what can fuel can fuel us if we allow it to. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the really really strong piece is instead of instead of let, letting that fear totally bury us and and limit us and drag us down, this is my favorite question. Ask yourselves, what's really going on? Mm-hmm. Why am I afraid? Mm-hmm. Dig in. Mm-hmm. So often we, we feel that fear and it's like, oh my gosh, my, this emotion is, is driving everything. I can only listen to these emotions. Emotions are neutral. Mm-hmm. They're there to, to tell us something, mm-hmm. but it's all about how we react to them. And if we ask ourselves a question, what's really going on, we can dig in and get clarity on what that is and say, oh, that's just a fear. I've got this. -hmm. Right. Same thing with my confidence. That was all fear-based. Wait, that's just a limiting belief I have about myself. Mm -hmm. I know I'm not that way. I've seen my. I've proven to myself I'm not that way. Mm -hmm. Right. That. But when I took the time to dig in and ask myself what's really going on, I could start to answer those questions and start to unpack it, and start to show up more confident. Show up differently. Mm -hmm. Amazing.
0: So, what would you say is the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur? Now that you've done both, what do you think is the hardest thing? The hardest thing,
1: um, I feel like a common answer is probably not knowing what's coming next, but I actually really love that about that. I love the spontaneity. <laughs> I, love the, I do. I really, um, I just have a confidence, like this underlying confidence and faith that our, our vision is so strong that things will work out in alignment with that. Um, I would say the toughest thing about being an entrepreneur is um, for me is creating a strong network of like-minded people. I know that there are so many social media platforms out there, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, the list goes on. Um, it's not For me, it's not where I'm necessarily the most comfortable. I really thrive and flourish in one-on-one getting to know somebody, having a conversation. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's tough to kind of break through that and, and find people in such a surface way, Mm -hmm. um, like-minded people who really connect with my values. Mm -hmm. So I think that's been the the toughest part is I'm going to call it sifting through a lot of the clutter.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so true but you know as you start to go and the people that you start to work with and they connect you to the people that they're connected to you find those people don't you find like the tribe is there it's just tapping in and sort of once you get going then it's like Woof, where, where have you people been my whole life like I needed you <laughs>
1: right <laughs> you're absolutely right it's it's like how you and I connected Nancy we we connect through a client of mine a colleague of yours and it's You know, we found that we're like-minded people
0: and the rest is history. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. That's so great. So what do you think um, when it's all over and, you know, you've spent your time with your passion and your purpose, what is that legacy that you think you're leaving?
1: So the legacy that um, I will be leaving is having, I think Own It will have impact on millions of people. I think I will have an impact on hundreds to thousands of people, but the depth will be much, much, much greater Mm -hmm. on those people that I work with.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, amazing. I love it. And one piece of advice, just something that, you know, is on your mind or you're thinking about, just generally when you talk to people, you know, what is it that you'd say to people who are either exploring or just listening to you now and something they can learn from you what are you passionate about because what it is you're
1: passionate about is connected to your purpose mm-hmm. and when we're living in alignment with our purpose nothing else matters mm-hmm. everything else flows the money flows the relationships flow everything kind of just happens like you were talking about when when you're li- it's it's like networking right when you are living in alignment with your purpose those people who are who are like-minded and have similar values just kind of come your way and it just keeps happening it's the same thing with everything else Mm -hmm. when you're living in that alignment and and living with that purpose living on purpose then that's when the sky is the limit Mm -hmm. so it, it is life is way too short to not do the work to get clarity on what that is for you because we're all here for for a certain reason Yeah, amazing.
0: Oh, I got chills when you're talking. That's so good. I so agree with you. We are so aligned, as you know. Okay, um, is there anything you want to share with the listeners about what's going on you're particularly excited about with Own It, something coming up, or even just how to get a hold of you? What would you like to share? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So we have two very exciting things coming up. The first is we are launching an app. It is called Own It. Um, it will be coming out in about three months. Um, and what it does is what I explained at the very beginning, where you can you can start to figure out what your own personal habits are that you want to tie to the eight controllables. It will help coach you through and turn on those habits, tie it back to heart rate variability, HRV, which is the, the key metric in our body that measures stress in the body. So the higher it is, the less stressed we are through these eight controllable habits. Um, So we have that app coming out um, in December, which is very exciting. I'm
0: excited, yeah.
1: And then the second thing um, is we are throwing our first retreat in January um, on a private island in the Bahamas. Nice. Um, Very, very limited seats. It's about 10 to 12 people uh, who we're sending the invite to. So if there's any interest, but more than happy to have a conversation with any of those people. But those are the two big things coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me, I'm i I'm Elise Gollin on, on LinkedIn at a Gallin, a G A U L I N on Instagram. Our website is just own There's no M just own And, um, can book a call from there. Lots of places to interact with us.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Well, both of those things are super exciting. So the app is, um, I'll be looking for that. That's amazing. And the retreat, wow, that sounds like something that everybody would love to get to. So <laughs> you might have to extend those 10 to 12 chairs. I don't know, do it more often because that sounds Absolutely. wonderful. wonderful. Uh, well, that's amazing. So, um, you know, I just know by talking to you and getting to know you that, um, that you are going to be um, even more successful as you move through and you help and inspire other people on Their journey. So, congratulations on the success you've already had, and looking forward to following you and seeing where you go, and and really continuing to learn and be inspired by you. So, thank you so much for spending time with us today, and really appreciate it. And um, and best of luck for the next few, you know, few months, few few um, years to come.
1: Thank you so much, Nancy. It was so great being here and to get to have this conversation with obviously like-minded people
0: yeah amazing all right everyone thank you for joining us and please subscribe to the inspiring Me podcast for more great um, ideas and suggestions from female leaders thank you